Welcome back, Afro Movie Review, the podcast. Look, the voice you're hearing is Keek, say them pronouns. Afro Movie Review, your favorite trans podcaster. Every time you don't introduce yourself first, it messes me up. Listen, listen, voice you're hearing is Mo, she, her pronouns, Afro Movie Reviewer, the Chocolate Chip Podcaster. Um, yes, welcome back. This is season six, episode 65. The movie of the episode is The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which makes the year 2019. Um, I think he started history real last time, so I will start this time. Um, my first fact is August 1st of 2019, protesters in Kenya who are cancer survivors in Nairobi are urging the government to declare a national disaster in the country because they had only 35 oncologists at the time for 40 million people. Mm. Um, As of 2023, Kenya has said, uh, well, the National Cancer Institute has said that Kenya has 58 oncologists, 60 oncologist nurses, and 12 oncology pharmacists. Um, They've also said that there are three national comprehensive cancer centers in the country, um, and those are the Kenyatta National Hospital, known as KNH, Moi, I don't know if it's Moi or Moi, Teaching and Referral Hospital, and then the Kenya University Teaching Research and Referral Hospital. So Kenya is in need of oncologists. If anybody can do that, they'll back. Right. Because I'm like, don't those, they don't have like a doctor's without borders i think that's what it's called program it's where people can go over yes like, why is kenya not getting you know i i wonder what's happening there so yeah or is it oncology the profession itself like maybe you don't get paid a lot as an oncologist or maybe because there's only three hospitals that, that are, you know what i mean to be able to flourish in that field is it not one that's being looked at i i'm not gonna lie and say that I was not under the impression that maybe people of African countries just didn't get can- like cancer as much, including Kenya, because their foods and like lifestyles were different. Like I was under the impression. So when I saw this, I was very like, "Oh, teach me something." Mm-hmm. Yeah. My first fact is May six in the first report since two thousand and five. The Intergovernmental Science Policy Platform on Biodiversity and Economics Ecosystem Ecosystem Services, why is your name so long, warns that biodiversity loss is accelerating with over a million species now threatened with extinction and a decline of the natural living world is unprecedented and largely a result of human actions. Mm-hmm. So 82% of wild mammal biomass has been lost and it is 1 million species that are threatened with extinction. And that includes 40% of amphibians, a third of reef building corals, a third of marine mammals, and 10% of all insects. 
And we're supposed to fix it by restoring habitats, stop fixating on economic growth, excuse me, and maybe restore sovereignty of indigenous populations around the world because their land has seen the lowest rates of biodiversity loss. So they know how to coexist. Yeah, exactly. I'm actually going to piggyback off of you because my second fact is um, January 9th, California's monarch butterfly count dropped by 86% according to a 2018 census. Um, In the 1980s, there were 4.5 million monarchs that overwintered in uh, the California coastline. By 1997, there was only 1.2 million. As of 2015, it declined to 293,000. And then we have the number that we have for 2019, which was 30,000. In 2020, Mm -hmm. there were less than 2,000 California monarch butterflies that overwintered there, right? Um, In 2022, they said they were very happy to report an unprecedented increase. It was up to $250,000. Thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand overwintering monarchs that were there. They said uh, that, like you, how to help them was by planting native milkweeds. Um, the California Department of Fish and Wildlife, as well as a company called Xerces, said that you could also plant nectar plants, and that would help them. Um, they said that they were going to different areas to uh, to overwinter to be able to lay eggs and things like that because the population in Southern California on the California coastline had dropped. Southern California had a slight increase and then the rest of California was able to see the increase as well. Yeah. Look at that. Wild time. Look, I'm going to go a little dark to end lighter than the other two. So I'm in um, light. I got you. All right. August 10th through the 15th. The Canary Island wildfires. A number of forest fires break out in the Canary Islands, specifically, and excuse my pronunciation, uh, Grand Canaria, Tenerife, and Lanzarote. And the fire was started accidentally by a 55-year-old who was working a welder machine. But according to reports, 25,000 acres were affected. And of that 25,000, 84% was part of protected natural spaces. Oh, no. Right? And then they arrested the man who started it, even if it was an accident. They Where said, you gotta... <laughs> That's Which a is messed up. So, yeah. Wow. Okay, well, I'm the ending light and you're ending light, so it works. Um. Okay. So, we have... Oh, I messed up my, my, what you call it? January 12th, uh, Missy Elliott becomes the first female rapper to be inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. Some it's other accolades of hers. Um, I know that's right, because you got to know who that <laughs> lady is. She has four Grammy Awards, eight MTV Music Awards. She has two American Music Awards, six BET Awards, and a Billboard Woman in Music Award for Innovation. Um, mm. As of 2019, she received an honorary Doctor of Music degree from Berkeley College of Music. And then she became the first female rapper to receive the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award by MTV2. In 2021, she was uh, an inaugural inductee for the Black Music and Entertainment Walk of Fame, so she got a star. And then yes. she was honored with the Hollywood Star Walk of Fame also um, in 2021. In 2022, she received a second honorary doctorate from Norfolk State. 
And then they renamed um, a street in Portsmouth, Virginia after her. And in 2023, she became the first rapper to be the first female rapper to be um, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in her first year of eligibility. Yes, I love. Awesome. I don't think she gets enough of her stars and her flowers because I think she had that big hiatus where she was mm-hmm. focused on her health. So people, we had, you know, a, a, someone else pick up after her and like dominate the female rap game for some years mm-hmm. that I don't think people, because it's not just her, it's, it's Queen Latifah, it's LaKim, it's Foxy Brown, it's give give these these people their flowers. Cause but like whenever somebody them, says right? that, I'm always like, well, how many more flowers do you want? Like that was part of the reason that I only named off awards because I think I was under the impression that maybe she wasn't receiving flowers and like this is flowers galore. This is her receiving living legend status. But I, think I get what you mean where it's like as far as fan support and appreciation there was a time where she was starting to be treated as though she was a secondary and not an innovator and because it was Timberland and Missy Elliott so. yeah and then but anything that Missy touches is gold it typically is and any other rapper that has come up after her is using a blueprint of having a video that is dynamic to go with lyricism to go with and there's not anybody out there who can sing or rap on their own album and should the songs be as good as the next one other than LaKaylee 47 because she be doing it I love it LaKaylee 47 I love her not all these girls not all of them um but I think it was the whole knowing that your music because she did take that huge ass hiatus is impactful no matter what the generation because it's it's been what two generations after after was the early 90s yeah yeah she was like 96 so. or something 93 96 but like and then she came back out of nowhere with a song with pharrell and the music video was amazing she had sean bankhead doing choreography um she came back a year or so after that again sean bankhead and i see a Jeanne on choreography um Every time she comes back and hits, she's she is the innovator that she that she is. So she's able to take these mm-hmm. breaks. But I get where you mean. It's like you know, people were trying to act like she wasn't, and <laughs> get your backhand. <laughs> My last fact: I said light her, so not as light as Joyce, oh, shit. but okay. June eleventh. Don't do that because <laughs> I thought light. I thought we were ending light together. I'm going to try. Okay, June 11th, Botswana decriminalizes homosexuality. So, yay. That's that's yeah, that's awesome. Pretty light. But, yeah. so, it was a ruling in the high court of Botswana, and then they appealed it. Somebody appealed it, and then it was upheld in court in 2021. I said, damn. Okay, you can't even like, let these like, dogs live. No. We just decided. Okay. Um, but there is no legal recognition in terms of like marriage or civil unions it's just that sodomy is decriminalized which sodomy was illegal in 2019 and i was like baby it's not like you peeking in folks houses how was you gonna catch me yeah so i guess um, like uh gossip or rumors was enough to be guilt until that point the witch trials damn in 2019 but um in terms of adoptions and things like that they can't do that 
Um, but IVF is available for lesbians. I know there. that's right. Look, at they said yeah, not only are we not going to put you in jail for it, we'll help you start your little gay-ass family. They said you can't adopt, but maybe you can have one yourself. You can't help kids in need, but you can add to the population. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what they said. That's word to word to Christianity. Anyway. <laughs> That was our history reel. And of course, our plug this season goes to the oppressed people who are fighting for sovereignty. Yeah. We are with you. Free Palestine, free Congo, free Sudan, free Haiti. You went whispery. What are you saying? Oh, my bad. I was like, free Palestine, free Congo, free Sudan, free Haiti. I feel like I'm missing places. Tigray. Tigray. Free Tigray. Free all of us. Damn. Everybody. Goddamn. Look. Um, what is your lenses for the season? So my lenses for the season are um, representative of Sudan and Palestine who have some, they have the same colors in their flag and it's just like a switch around of them. So it's an iridescent sliced watermelon disco ball type lens. My left leg is for the Congo. It is blue and yellow. And then my right leg is for Tigray. It is green and yellow. What do your lenses look like? My lenses are... Um... Unfortunately, it's only one uh, country, but it is the Congo and the silent genocide that's going on there. It is a green triangle, the yellow nose bridge, and then the red triangle with the resistance fist hanging off of the legs of the glasses. So, yeah. Well, unfortunately, we're saying we're our plug is power to all of the people, you know, it doesn't. I know, but like, I only have, it only represents the one. That's the style. That's your style right now. That's okay. I'm a. Hopefully next season, maybe I'll have like Haiti inspired or Sudan inspired. Like, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Don't do, don't no. do that. Baby. Okay. Well, let's get into the movie again. This is The Last Man in San Francisco. This is our A24 season. Um, so we know that that was production. Our, or I'm sorry, distro. Production was actually Plan B Entertainment. Lionsgate Home Entertainment did video on demand and streaming, so we can thank them for bringing it to uh, whatever streaming services we were able to watch it on. What are your tips? No, I'm sorry, your categories. I have um, question mark. I have Das Real with that accent, just like that. Das Real. Um, I have L-O-L, but it's spelled out like E-L-O-H-E-L. Love in capital letters and then heartstrings. What are your categories? I have preach, brother. I have not too much now. I have LOL. I have beautiful cinematography. This nigga is so bothered. And toxic masculinity. Ooh. Yes. So let's get into the review. Very Um, interested in this. So you know, for me, this was part of the reason Heartstrings, it, it ended up being one of the last categories but that's because love i thought was going to be the main of that category um i am from southern california but i kind of cultivated my adult self in the bay i mm-hmm. hella love the bay i i love hayward and i love oakland i love the city and the san francisco is known as the city when you're out there um oakland is the town right so it's just there was so much city shit like black boys skateboarding the adidas sambas um the hairstyles it was just wonderful like it was wonderful to see but it was also very sad because i am very aware of the gentrification that's happening out there 
Um, but like immediately I was like, is this somebody's real ass story? Like, is was, this somebody's real ass story? I was thinking that too. And cause Jimmy, Jimmy Fails played himself and I was like, nigga, what? It's, is this your real ass story? Turns out Jimmy Fails is the writer. He wrote this. Along with John, the uh director, but it's semi autobiographical. Joe, Joe Talbot. I said John. Oh my That's god. Okay. Name is That's Joe. Listen, babe's babe's tired, but we're gonna get through it. We're gonna get through it. Um but semi autobiography. I thought it was kind of cute. It was I thought this was wonderful. This uh, is a cute movie. It was th- wonderful. When the way I had to mom- at moments, I just had to like stop taking notes and just watch because I was like, well, "Where are we going yeah. with this?" It was very interesting. Would I watch it again? Yes, absolutely. Not too soon though. I, I don't um, know. Yeah, because it wasn't triggering. Like literally, that I think that's why Heartstrings was a category for me as well because I didn't cry, but like inside, I was crying. I was so conflicted because I was like, okay, I appreciate their friendship. Very good friendship that they have. I did not think that Montgomery, played by Jonathan Majors, we're going to save him for a scandalous Scandalous. uh, episode. (laughs) Um, But I didn't think that Montgomery should have bursted his bubble like that. Like he knew a little bit. Do you think Montgomery was, was autistic? Okay, it did give. Okay, it gave it her a divergent. And I was mad because I was like, I can see why he went the Christian route because you, you made a great preacher, unfortunately. And neurodivergency put into character, I was able to read him a little bit better and then relate with him, right? Because initially mm-hmm. when he was doing stuff, I was like, is this nigga crazy? Because I have been, I have lived in the Bay and lived there long enough to have interactions where you start one and you think this motherfucker is sane, then, you know, straight as the wind and then all of a sudden they become as curvy and as like what is happening what's happening so there was multiple times where that feeling was relatable to me like when he was sitting on the bus stop and that man came up completely fucking naked unfazed like and then was like blown away what by the people do? on the tour on the drinking tour trolley that, was- that shit was funny to me because he was absolutely like this fucking city and not talking about himself about them drunk fuckwads like that was funny to me right mm-hmm. but there that in mind i felt like mont was he was jonathan Mon- jonathan majors played the fuck out of that role and i don't i hate to say that like but i will I, give him I, that I'll I will give you, give you yeah, I will give you that. You I because and I was very hesitant to watch it with him in it because I was like, okay, we're gonna discuss him for scandalous, but like I do not like and that's you. The thing. But that's so, the thing. if we are able this number one, um we know now what we know, right? And right. this is with things still the trials and all of this, there is still a lot of back and forth. I think just today as we're recording, if not yesterday, there was like video released of him like fleeing down the street like legit looking like man i wouldn't have been able to run that long and he's being chased by his partner i don't know what's happening in that video right because i have not decided to delve into it until there's a verdict i i have done it with multiple other things as well i'll just wait until there's a verdict because if you're being judged by a jury of your peers and they see everything that's going on and they have decided 
then I'm, you know, with me looking into my own and different avenues of sourcing information, once I have it, if I also decide you're guilty, then, you know, what the fuck ever. But right now, because it's just open the air and it seems like a lot of PR and, and like stunting, I don't, I haven't wanted to comment on it. This was the last man in San Francisco was pre Lovecraft country. And mm-hmm. me and you, babe, me, you, the trio. It was a good, oh my God. I the loved it when it was hard. on. We loved it, right? It was, so it was such a I, dead series. I think I was just more questioning like why Jimmy Fails didn't get to be able to like, like his career didn't catapult after this. But then um, he's also in a film called Pieces of a Woman, which I haven't seen. So maybe I didn't seek him out in the same way that Jonathan Majors became like something that maybe I didn't have to seek out. Right. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Little filters. I love no, because I don't even know what what. How did it come up with a thumbs up? I that be throwing me off sometimes. Not I said. Oh, good point. Good point. Girl, calm down. The FBI is working hard. We have a fan. Sure do. Um, now, I'm glad that they. I like the whole premise of like, oh, this was his grandfather's house that he built. Because I was like, why is this nigga so bothered about this house? Why but, is he so... But, and that was tripping me out. I wondered I wondered immediately. I wrote it in all caps. Like, what is up with this house? Because you are trespassing, my guy. Like, what do you... Like, these like, white people are throwing their good organic groceries that you see that they walked from. Husband was like, that was $3. That shit had me rolling. <laughs> price of said item what the fuck hey <laughs> because it was that fucking expensive no i get that it was it was but it was i literally had to sit with myself after this movie and be like i don't know how i feel because <laughs> i was Why? like it's not even in a bad way i was just like what the fuck was that ending like in one sense, you could be like, oh, okay, because Montgomery told uh, Jimmy, he was like, oh, this is not your father's house, da 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 And Jimmy was like, I already knew that. Like, I just was in denial. I've been lying to myself for so long yeah. that I forgot that I kind of knew that. Yeah. So in a sense, you can take Jimmy's leaving as like a finding himself kind of thing and being like, okay, I've had my whole life wrapped around in this being my grandfather's house. And I knew it wasn't now that the bubble has burst that I need to go figure out what I need to do in my life. But then I'm like, but why, where are you going? Why were you rowing across the sea? You couldn't, it was just, I was confused. Was that him rowing or was that Mont? Because I felt like maybe it was Mont because Mont used to row all the time. Like he used to be in the water doing stuff, drawing. He was people watching. He was, you know, setting settings and things like that. So I was kind of confused. Like I wasn't sure who that was. I I was not sure. It was Jimmy rowing and Mont was looking over across the Golden Gate Bridge. So they were technically facing each other, but they just didn't know it. And I was like, but like, why did you have to part like this? I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. I did think the same thing, though. I took this as, okay, so for me, this became very personal um, because my great grandmother's house and I, I relate it to Jimmy in a lot of ways. So my great-grandmother's house, I believe uh, my great-grandfather bought the house and then built onto it. It's not like he built the, the house by himself from scratch. 
but it was a house that we just always assumed was going to be in the family. And recently, I want to say maybe 2019, 2020, the house is no longer in family name. Right. Um, So I automatically, I like, this was like, oh, I wish I could get my great grandmother's house. Like, I wish that I could have that back in the family. I would do whatever too. I would be willing to squat. I would do it. Like I was rooting for him to get this house. When, when my went back to the real estate guy and dude was like, well, at least I'm from here and somebody else would have grabbed it and like, whatever, like, you know, it was, I hated him. I hated the real estate dude. Like I, there was a fire in me that I just wanted him. I wanted Mont to be able to prove him wrong. And so when dude was like, he pulled out the deed, I was like, we're talking about who built it, not who owned it. And then I realized when I said that out loud to the TV, like, oh, duh, somebody, if somebody owned it before it was built then it was not built in the time that it said, right? So it took me, NeuroSpicy, a second in the same way that the character took a second to be like, shit, he got it faster than me because I was still in defense mode. But like, I wonder, the fact that he got the hustle from his dad on how to squat, like real shit, like have you gotten in there, you already got gas and water in your name or whatever, you got some bills set up so that they have to go through the process of getting you out? Yeah, boom. When his dad figured out there was so much guilt in him and all of that, I just was like, this is a lot. Like, this is a lot. When he left, I felt like, and because I didn't realize that it was him canoeing away, canoodle, canoodling away, (laughs) Because I didn't know it could have been, you know, it could, and, know, and knowing California, it's like a one person kayak, like he hit me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I think that because I didn't know it was him, him leaving to me was just like, maybe he'll go anywhere else in the Bay because he's still a Bay ass dude. I knew plenty of people who were in the Bay who were born and raised in San Francisco and then lived someplace else like Hayward or San Leandro or whatever, because they got priced out of their areas. Um, that's what I hope for him. But now that I'm like, it was him in the boat. Where are you going? And that's what I'm like, where could you possibly be rowing? Why couldn't you just go to another state? Like, okay, I get it. If that is your home, like I get that. But also I kind of didn't mind if your granddad didn't build the house, like take that shit anyway, fam. I think you're right. And because I think that was it too. Like if your granddad granddad didn't build the house, you still have the connection to and like whatever your love for that house. You've been um, fixing it up for I don't know how long. Like you can pay still me that. my money. Look. <laughs> somebody need to pay me for these renovations or he was give willing to me go get a caregiver. I said, Ooh, not black slavery or you know, like black labor to I, white people. I definitely was like no. Back that up. Like a U Haul truck. <laughs> Um, but I do think that because of his connection to the house, it, it didn't need to be that his grandfather built it. I was actually probably more devastated by all of the, all of the stuff being put out on the street. Mm. Because it he didn't have to do them like that. He didn't have to do them like that. And because the stuff in the house, regardless of who built the house, the stuff in the house that he was able to reacquire was the stuff that he remembered from being in that house. So now it being broken like that, I was like, oh my God. And when him and mom met back up, he said he was able to get most of the stuff. I don't even know what they did with the stuff. I don't know. I was hurt. I don't know. Probably went yeah. blur. 
I don't remember. Because yeah. he was trying to, I just remember him trying to go to the bank and get a loan for the house. And that was just like, God damn. He's out of anything. It don't matter. Um, there, I do want to point something out. Kofi is played by a man named Jamal Shulove. And when he yeah. came on the screen, I immediately was like, why is his face familiar? Why is his face familiar? I am not one of those people that is arrogant enough to think that because I live in an area that I would have crossed paths with people. So I really was like, why is his face familiar? Um, Jamal True Love is a San Francisco native. I wasn't in the city like that enough to be running around with people in that. Yeah, I wasn't. I really was on the other side of the bridge most of my time. Um, but in 2010, he was convicted of the 2007 murder of an acquaintance and sentenced to 50 years in life, to life. Um, he was in prison for six years. Before that, though, on 2008, he was on I Love New York, too, and she named him Million. That's where I remember him from. That's, That's where I remember him from, because he had this tail dread. He has a single ducktail dread, which ducktails and, like, the dread it's a thing out there and it is a city nigga thing like it really is so like i was like hmm his face is familiar but i kept at first i was like was he with this rap group called the federation because there was so many I, from what i remember there's a bunch of niggas in that group could have been one of him so i was like i remember seeing him on tv hmm i don't know in 2014 his conviction was overturned in 2015 he was retried and acquitted in 2016, he sued the city of San Francisco. And in 2018, they found the officers guilty of framing him. So in 2019, the city of San Francisco Board of Supervisors voted to approve a settlement of $13.1 million. And at the time, the one of the people on that board was Kamala Harris. So I think that his face became more prevalent for us in later years and not necessarily for this movie. But mm -hmm. I think it's wonderful and such a nod to community and things like that, um, that Jimmy Fails and Joe Talbot would decide to put him in the movie and not only put him in the movie, but give him an integral role like Kofi um, to be able to have him start off a cat like career that was something else outside of the, the thing that he was known for, right? Mm -hmm. He was not guilty of doing that murder. Um, with having that information, Kofi, when they were sitting in that, sauna or whatever it is where they were smoking Kofi mm -hmm. well actually Jamal True Love has an actual tattoo across his chest that says life after life and when I tell you my heart my heart I was like oh my god because this is him getting his second chance so Jamal True Love I hope you're having a wonderful day I hope you are having a wonderful day uh, um, yeah, I don't even know where to go after. Oh, but Kofi, the character, it was absolutely oh, fuck him. Kofi. I was gonna say, like, like I really do, I appreciate you, Jamal True Love, but also, fuck Kofi because what the can't. fuck yeah. that pissed me off so bad. Because, like, Kofi sat there and you was, you was getting picked on for the longest, they took you in the minute you had ammo. You want to sit there and get ah? Oh, and you know what? But to but but to counter that, he had ammo beforehand. He knew Jimmy from back in group home days, and he could have been said something about that. He hadn't, 
but when he had an opportunity to his crew had been picking on him when he had the opportunity to say and do something he did he needed that that fuel to be different with his people but like he had he had fuel beforehand and what's fucked up is that i knew multiple people when i lived in the bay who had lived in group homes during some time and then reconnected mm-hmm. with their families i didn't like the yes, it apps i think and when i looked into jimmy fails and looked into his story he actually went through living in group home and reconnecting with his family i thought it was interesting that jonathan majors um said that his dad who was a loving and present dad disappeared one day and then showed the fuck back up 17 years later 17 stay gone like why did you come back why are you here so i thought it was just interesting but i thought that it was even more interesting that the people who stayed around was um paternal auntie played by tachina arnold that's aunt wanda Mm -hmm. Um, and then like, that was his, his truest connection to family, even though he hadn't seen her in a long time either. And then when his mama popped up on the bus and she said she had been sober for three years, but had been back in the Bay three months, I was like, what the fuck? Cause he didn't know she was back in town. It was so awkward. Their meeting, their interaction. I have your phone number. And he was like, I don't have a phone. Like, what do you, was, like, you have nothing, no connect. You had no plans of talking to me. You don't know nothing. It was, and then she did not show up at the house because she is a not show up mother. Mm-hmm. It just was so, so, so much that I was like his story, unfortunately, because Jimmy Fails was born in 1994, me and him are years apart. You and him are a little closer. I told you I'm the old bitch on the set. Um, but for his story to be so similar to people whose story is closer to my age and then stories for people, his story being similar to people who are older than me and then people Mm -hmm. who are younger than you, that is a theme that happens, um, in that area. And it just, that's why heartstrings, it wasn't necessarily that I could put it under love because though I appreciated the truth and the gritty of the story, it wasn't something that I loved about it. You know, it's just, yeah. yeah. Overall, I think it was a very good movie. It was very funny in some places, very black. I love that part about it. What did you think about um, Donald Glover? Danny Glover. I'm sorry, I put Donald. I think Donald Glover and Danny Glover. I think Donald Glover should change his name so he wouldn't be mistaken (laughs) for it. Look, why... Why did you do that? Um, (laughs) Character-wise, I don't know how to feel. Because I feel like he was a part of the reason why Jimmy felt like he didn't belong. Because he was more of like, oh, I know my grandson and you're my grandson's friend, but you ain't my grandson. So, and that's... (sighs) And then when it came out that Jimmy was playing half and grandpa was like, that don't mean nothing. Now you can do more. Like he was and like, it's like <sighs> sir, like maybe. And he was blind himself. So I don't know why I thought like, oh, disabled, you'll find community and people easier. I don't know. I'll just be like, you, you get it. You empathize. 
So the house. I don't know. I, I expected more empathy from him, and it was just. But you like, know what Damn. it was is I for me I think that because of the connection that Grandpa Allen and Mont had them sitting around watching movies and doing like that. And the fact that Mont is, for me, autistic coded character, um, their dependence on each other is something that they never not needed. They weren't going, like, I was like, oh, move grandpa into the house. No, he had, that's his space. He knows how to navigate it as a blind person. Like that's his space. That's where he's comfortable. Mont, what he said, he was packing some things for a project. He meant it. He wasn't packing things to move there, even if he was spending a good amount of time there. So mm-hmm. when when they came back and how they were cuddled up on the couch again, their little their arm embrace, their heads being close together, it was the glue that had never really been broken. Um, reconnecting, they needed each other. They needed each other. Jimmy didn't need to be there, right? So, yeah. um, and, but I did feel like, to an extent, that connection probably did make Jimmy feel like he wasn't. Not that he wasn't wanted, but that he didn't necessarily fit in. This is also a person who has all kind of familial trauma and all kinds of other things. Being in a space where people are loving in a way that maybe he didn't get to experience for a very long time. Um, When they said something about 12 years, if he was, I don't know how old he was supposed to be in this movie, but let's say he was like 19, 20, 21, right? 12 years of that means that from the time that that la- that picture that he had that he could put up you know to show this is where they had been or whatever that that picture in his mind he was a young man 7 so if they had been if his life and family and love and being able to receive or give it had been disturbed for 12 years from that very like important age where you need a lot of that then i can imagine being in the home with him was torture every day even if he didn't know and then the minute that he was able to get into that space, he he was running around doing so much that when that man fell up them stairs and busted his fucking mouth but was still smiling so happy, I was like, ooh, wow. Mm-hmm. He just needed to be there. He needed to be there. So I, I thought it was wonderful. Um, I'm still confused on why he left, though. It's like, did he leave to go find something like their relationship? Or... Like um, Grandpa and Mott's, or like yeah. Mott and um, Jimmy's, but without the connection to the house. I want to say Grandpa and Mott's. Because mm. so I feel like Jimmy, his friendship with Jimmy would have, not to say like friendships can't sustain when you move, but like, especially the way he didn't say goodbye, I feel like that is a friendship. He wrote him a letter. That ain't enough. You said to it my wasn't. fucking face. <laughs> it wasn't. I thought it was interesting that Mike Epps had described Jimmy Sr. as, I seen your daddy alone and lonely. Like, And then he left Mont alone and lonely, but not really because Mont has Grandpa Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wondered, you know, what happens when Grandpa Allen dies? Is, is Mont going to become jimmy senior in this alone and lonely but i have a way of like sustaining because jimmy senior was the dvd man Mm -hmm. he found a way to maintain the hustle but you know it It was was what was your ranking i gave this movie a nine out of ten 
I gave it a seven out of ten. So Okay. Okay. Let me pull up the calculator so I can do wait. Do I have an easier way to do this? Um I gave this a seven point three out of ten. And Rotten Tomatoes gave this a ninety two percent. Is that critics or audience? That is critics. Okay. You said a seven out of ten? Yeah, I think that's okay. an 8 out of 10 overall. That makes it an 8. You better math it. So our ranking is an 8 out of 10 for this movie, which I think I'm comfortable with. Um, I know that a lot of the reason why I gave this a 9 and not an 8, because I was struggling between that, is because of nostalgic reasons. I like that it was able to make, in my mind, it probably made white people feel bad about gentrifying, but like not enough. And it made still doing it. Still going to it. And then it made like the rest of us be like, damn. Like for like for me, I really felt like I really wish I could get my great grandmother's home. Like that's how I felt at the end of that movie. And if art is supposed to move you, then that it did. Um Thora Birch popped up in this bitch. And at the end, she was one of the white girls that was on the bus or like on the on the Muni, because in, in San Francisco it is the Muni. Uh Talking about, oh yeah, I hate this fucking place. And he was like, you don't get to oh, love it. Mm-hmm. Um, that that has become a meme for me that you don't get to hate it if you don't love it. That I didn't know was from that movie. But also, the budget for this movie was three two million dollars. I feel like part of it was giving to bigger names. Um, Danny Glover reached out to Jimmy Fails after this premiered at the 2019 Sundance as like a short as a smaller film and was very interested or maybe he he reached out to him after his first movie his first film which they won an award at the golden gate awards and that was like 2017 2016 so most of the money might have went to being able to pay your big budget actors but thora birch like she ain't need to have you could have had any anonymous ass white girl because she was just the one with the pink hair sitting on the side i know her from multiple things she was she's a child actor but like and i know her mostly from american beauty if you would not have said anything, I would not have noticed. I only was like, <laughs> the only reason I noticed is because I was like, who that, who that nag over there? Who is that white girl? Why do I know her face? Why do I know her face? Because the one who was doing her makeup, I do not know her, but I know Thora Birch. And I, I definitely think that financially, that was a decision. Not a good one, but hey. I mean, I'm not going to say not a good one because they, like the fact that they were like, I'm telling you, we should just move to East LA. My immediate reaction was like, bitch. Keep your hands off of East LA. It's not unrealistic. There are white people in East LA. The same reason, like the same way that my my best friend is from New Orleans, right? And anytime I used to go to New Orleans, she is specifically from Uptown. Anytime I used to go to New Orleans, being there, especially in her neighborhoods, was black as hell. One of the last times I went, there was white people riding bikes at nighttime with like the flashlights on the front of the bikes, like waiting hey playing like playing music on their little speakers as they went past and i was like bitch there is white people in your neighborhood and she was like girl girl they be having parties and everything like they're Mm -hmm. here so yeah yeah very interesting i think i don't know so anyways (laughs) look the amount of gentrification i've been seeing all over the city. I'm like, God damn. Who is moving into these bitches? Damn. Like, we are closed. Closed Close. borders. Stop it. Yeah, but this this was... I did enjoy the movie. I did. 
824 gives us some good stuff. I was expecting a, a twist, a chokehold. So when it didn't come, I was like, oh, bless. I'm not going to have my shit hemmed up. Nice. I didn't know what to expect with this movie, but I think that was a pleasant surprise. The many emotions, the many black male emotions of it was welcoming. The I appreciate the, the sobbing. I love the spectrum of it because you very rarely see that in movies, um, especially unjudgmental the way it kind of was. In this it. So, Yeah, shout out to Joe Talbot, who's white dude, but he's also from the Bay, and him and Jimmy Fails have been friends since they were kids. They probably have similar, and I don't know that, but like, um, yeah, because I think it's said he went to San Ignacio. Anyways. Shout out to them for being able to produce something like this. This was wonderful. And shout out to A24 for picking it up and distributing it. Um, they made revenue-wise $4.6 million box office. Yes. Which I think is wonderful. Um, and it catapulted some people. So, Yeah. I'm excited it. to see any of the newer things that Jimmy Fels or uh, Joe produces or directors or stars in. Heck yeah. Yeah, that other guy, we gonna we gonna scandalous. He'll be on that episode. Yeah, we'll talk about him there. <laughs> so this was episode sixty five for season six, the A twenty four season. Um, we are actually about to be coming up. It's just a little bit until Christmas, if you celebrate. Um, I think should we do an intermission to give ourselves a nice little break? Oh, definitely. For both okay. of them. So episode 66 of season six is going to be an intermission. And is it really? God damn, this year is almost over. The I'm like, almost another over. week. The year is almost over, which means that we'll be able to get one more movie in before the, the uh, year changes on the calendar. So we're trying to be more back to being like season one or yeah we're trying to be back to our regular selves our year one selves so wish us luck on the ride we love you guys and that's it yeah thank you guys for joining us see you later bye bye i want a filter it's only because i'm using it on my ipad